everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. The drama that I have chosen to chat about with you guys today is one that I am really weirdly into, like really weirdly excited by. And I don't mean that it's like weird that I'm excited by it. I just mean that I didn't expect to love this drama in the way that I did. So I think it really, really surprised me and I feel madly enthusiastic about this show. So this drama is from late 2020 uh, and is called Sweet Home. So Sweet Home is a horror show. It's only 10 episodes. It aired on Netflix um, and it has a really good and very large cast, like an ensemble cast of very cool actors in it. Um, so Sweet Home is based on, I believe it's a webcomic, uh, which is, or a webtoon, sorry. So that's not um, something that I've read. So I, it's very new to me. I didn't really know what the story was about. Um, I really just saw it pop up on Netflix and saw the ads and started seeing people in, you know, drama land, uh, you know, sites like casting news or that kind of stuff, talking about it a little bit. Um, I wasn't that excited by the concept or not by the concept. Like I love a good horror, but I wasn't like overly excited when I saw the casting. I wasn't particularly like, oh, that's something I've got to watch right now. Um, But I did see the preview and I was like, that looks fun. Like that looks cool. Um, I am a big fan of horror and I know horror is definitely not for everybody. Like I know people have like, you know, such different thresholds on, you know, maybe what you can handle in terms of horror and gore and that kind of violence um, and really creepy, scary stuff. Um, I don't know why I've always been into horror um, since I was like, you know, a pretty young teen. I was always interested by it. I really scared myself silly on some like things when I was younger and I feel like maybe that raised my thresholds threshold very early. I don't know. Um, But I really like it. And I think I like horror because, I mean, I think so often horror and particularly, you know, things like zombies and monsters, I feel like they're just ways to tell stories that really closely examine the human experience, like closely examine humanity and what what people are like under duress, like what kind of people do we become in a situation of high stress, like there's a fucking thousand zombies in the apartment block or whatever. And it's it's the human side of these things that I think is compelling. Like that's what makes a compelling horror story is the characters and the people and interactions and the relationships. But also 
throw in a bunch of zombies or monsters or creepy shit and that's very exciting and it keeps the plot rolling along really fast and you end up with a fun exciting like action thing instead of you know just a really quiet downer of a drama about how far people <laughs> can be pushed in their endurance or whatever so I think I mean that probably doesn't really explain it but I think that's why I like horror so much because I think through horror as a genre you can tell some really really amazing stories and the horror is really just a plot device to push the characters into interesting places um, in terms of the story. There is a siren going on outside. Not sure if that's very, very loud or not. And you guys are all very bothered by it. But if you are, I'm very sorry. I can't turn it off. Technically, I could turn the recording off, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, so <laughs> what was I saying? What I'm saying is that Sweet Home is a good show. Um, I don't think I expected it to be this good. Um, so I was definitely, as soon as I saw the preview, I was like, yeah, I will definitely watch it. But I wasn't really in a hurry to watch it anytime soon. Um, I... I knew I would at some point, but it wasn't like that high on my agenda in terms of my enormous to watch list. Um, but for whatever really random reason, I was already watching like five drama, uh, dramas currently, um, you know, at the same time. And I just decided to give the first episode a go. And I was just really sucked into it straight away. I really liked it. And then by about three episodes in, I realized it was so much more complex emotionally like emotionally complex I suppose in, in terms of the story it's trying to tell and the people and the characters and the interactions so much more complex and interesting and meaty than I really expected I, I just thought I was in for a wild ride you know with some scares and it ends up being this Oh, I don't know. It was so much more than what I thought it was going to be. I really, really loved this show. Um, I basically put every other show I was watching, every other drama on hold until I finished it. And I just watched, you know, over like two days or three days, just watched the whole thing. And I really liked it. And all I can say is there better fucking be a season two. As I record this, um, I haven't seen it announced. Maybe it has been. Um, I really, really hope there is, but I've heard it's done really, really well and it's very popular. So I presume that a season two will be happening. Um, so, uh, I'd like to talk about the casting. So there's a lot of people in this. There's so many recognizable faces from, you know, a million of other dramas, but I think, you know, the people that I'm going to mention is, so the, he's kind of the lead actor, like it's definitely an ensemble kind of storytelling, um, drama I think this one but kind of the lead is um, played by the actor Song Kang um, so Song Kang plays a character called Hyunsu who's like a teen boy high school maybe just out of, out of high school he's very 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 depressed and on the edge of doing something very bad and hurting himself like he's a very unhappy young man um, I was really interested in this whole performance and his character. Like I've seen Song Kang in one other drama, which was Netflix's, you know, sweet youth romance love alarm. And I wanted to adore that show. I wanted it so badly because um, it has my favorite actress in it, um, Kim So Hyun. Uh, but I didn't love it. And I particularly really actually fully hated Song Kang's 
character as the you know the main male lead in that drama I disliked him so much and again it's not the actor's fault um, and I do know this but I I guess I wasn't like wow what's Song Kang gonna do next because I was so like blah this guy <laughs> not his fault of course um, so he's really good in this um, and I'm really glad I saw him in this because I feel like it wiped away kind of that bad taste in my mouth after, you know, watching he's just like such a dick of a character in Love Alarm who I disliked so much. Um, I do have a whole episode on that drama. It's still a good drama. I'm glad I watched it, but mm. um, but in this drama, Song Kang is really good. He's really vulnerable, but also has these moments of like scariness and he's wrestling with these massive choices about you know, right and wrong and what it means to be human. And can you still be, I guess, like a good human if people around you aren't being a good human to you? I really, really liked it. I liked everything about his performance. It was really good. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later. So that's Song Kang. Um, also, the actor Lee Jin Wook is in this. He's quite a big actor. I've seen him in a lot of different stuff. Um, can't for the life of me remember what, but he plays like a real sort of intense, tough, scary gangster who you kind of re- realize like after a while is maybe like, he is scary. He will freaking, you know, bash someone in with a sledgehammer. But maybe that person who got bashed in with a sledgehammer wasn't that great a person. Like, I don't know. He's pretty scary. And he's very like taciturn and stoic. And again, really good performance, really interesting character. I really liked it. Um, we also have the actress uh, Yi Shiyong. So Yi Shiyong is, oh, so she had like a tiny bit part in, I think it's Boys Over Flowers. I'm pretty sure she's like Jandy's good friend who turns evil or something. But she's been in lots of dramas um, and I've seen her in quite a few things and particularly um, the drama Guardians springs to mind in which she's lost a child and she's kind of involved in this little vigilante group and she's great in that drama. That's a fantastic. Well, I really loved it when I watched it anyway. <laughs> I thought it was a really good one. That's Guardians. So Ishi Young is, um, oh, she's just like, she's such a good actress. I really like her. She's got such a like pretty face, but also she's a total badass and she looks like she could punch you in the head and like you'd fall down. I'm sure she's very short, but she just looks so strong, like very scary. So she's great in this. She kind of plays you know, the action hero role, like the responsibility on her shoulders, like that kind of kind of character, I guess. Um, so we also have the actor Ido Hyun. So Ido Hyun is, he's a real rising star. And I have only just very recently started having, you know, coming across him. Like I've known about him in drama land for a long time because, you know, he kind of, I want to say shot to sort of some level of stardom after having the second male lead role in the Korean drama Hotel Del Luna. Um, and I, I, you know, I just remember him from that time hearing about him a lot, but I, you know, I didn't watch that until a lot later. Um, so I didn't really understand how great he is and he is great. And that's my point. <laughs> I like him a lot. I cannot wait until he's, you know, in more stuff. Um, so I thought he was great in this. I really liked him. He kind of ends up you know, in the position of the group's leader. Um, And then there's a whole bunch of other faces as well that you guys will probably recognize. But the other person I'll particularly mention is the actress Park Yu-yong. Park Yu-yong, again, is a very new face for me to drama land, but all at once she's in everything. So I've seen her recently in Romance is a Bonus Book as a side character. She's the second female lead in It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else, like so many things. And the interesting thing about Park Yu-yong 
song is I can't say I've ever really, really particularly liked any of her characters that I've seen. I just seem to have seen her in so many dramas, but each time I'm kind of like, she's good. I like her as an actress, but also, eh, you know, whatever. Um, I think she was probably my favorite character in this drama in Sweet Home. And it's certainly an ensemble kind of story. So like no one gets kind of all the limelight and um, the same with her character. She plays Jisoo, who's kind of like, I don't know, she's a cool sort of indie rocker girl or whatever. Um, She's really likable, but then it's, you know, she's kind of coming into her own, I guess. You know, she has a cool baseball bat and she's pretty brave and she's really cool, but she's also very normal. Like, she's not like a complete total badass in the way that Ishiyong's character is, who like, you know, an action star, but she's like a normal person um, stepping up and being incredibly courageous in this very scary place and situation. So yeah, I really liked her character. I really liked her performance. And I don't know, I really liked the actress Park Yong. I'm I I'm, I'm, can only imagine she'll start getting lead roles very soon um, after seeing her in so many kind of side roles. But she, I guess she, she's very memorable. A um, whole bunch of other people that are really good. I think this drama is really interesting. You know, I thought it was just going to be monsters and mayhem and it ends up being really moving. <laughs> it seems like such a strange thing for me to say, you know, there is mayhem. There's literally like monsters throwing cars around. <laughs> There's so much blood and gore and guts and a lot of death, like, but it's, it's interesting to me how much it affected me, like how much I felt watching this show, how sad I got when certain characters die. And I really, yeah, it was just so emotional in such an unexpected way. And I think that I loved the action. I love the monsters. It's all so cool to look at. Like aesthetically, the show looks incredible. It's so fast paced. It's so exciting. But I think it's those emotional hooks that gave me this kind of feeling like, I don't want to say bittersweet. That doesn't seem like quite the right word, but this kind of like lasting sort of ache that I was just like, oh, you know, like. I guess it just touched my heart, which is so unexpected for a show like this. And I think um, it's interesting because I do think all the character interactions are very, um, I want to say subtle, you know, there are love lines here, but they're subtle. Nothing gets off the ground. Nothing gets underway. Things are just looks and, you know, maybe a hand touch, if even. And they're so kind of subtly rendered that they're not a big thing amongst all this chaos and these monsters. But you feel it. You really feel it. And when a character is sad and crying because something's happened or even they're thinking of their past before you know the world went to shit and monsters turned up you feel it you feel for them you you feel sad and I think that's just like for me anyway that's the sign of a really excellent horror show in that yeah you get the horror and the gore and everything But that's not what's holding everything up. Like the people and the interactions and the actual stories of these people is what's holding it up. Like this drama could survive as something that I would want to watch even without all the monsters. But I have to say, I'm so glad they're there because they're so great. All right, that's probably enough waffle for my like intro overview. I'm going to get into the setup of the show. (laughs) 
Okay, so the setup of the main story for Sweet Home. Um, it's kind of interesting to me, like, realistically, the setup is huge, crumbling, shit apartment block alongside the Han River. And then one day, it's just locked. No one can get out. There's some sort of emergency. Turns out that outside world, everyone's turning into mad, crazy monsters. Inside the apartment block, certain people, some people are turning into big, crazy monsters. Everyone has to survive. And now we've got, you know, a survival drama, a whole bunch of people locked in an apartment block, trying to kill the monsters that are in there, trying not to let in the monsters that are out there, and also trying to figure out how to survive now that, you know, there might not be electricity and that much food and water and blah, blah, blah. Someone's sick. Someone needs an inhaler. So, I mean, that's pretty generic, I think, as a setup. Um, I can think of so many other stories, you know, particularly I can just keep coming back to zombie stuff because I feel like really this is almost <laughs> it's almost a zombie show, except that instead of zombies, there's monsters. And I will talk about the monsters a little bit because they are so cool. I loved it so much. Um, but I think what kind of like I said, it's the people, it's the characters. So I do want to talk a bit and maybe about just some of the main characters or the characters that really kind of stuck out to me, because, I, you know, other than everyone's trying to survive. Um, you know, there isn't so much an overarching plot. It's kind of like just survival is the main aim of this game. But what I did want to mention, which I don't really know about this, like this isn't me saying anything <laughs> clever. This is just me wondering, I suppose, or being interested um, by the fact that all the main characters or most of the main characters, but particularly the ones that stood out to me in this drama are all in their own ways, dealing with death. And that is prior to the end of the world and, you know, the arrival of all these monsters and stuff that's going on. Like, you know, everyone is dealing with these like personal tragedies and all of them seem to kind of circle around death. So, you know, we've got the leader of the whole bunch and his younger sister, who's parents and I have died in the past. We've got the main guy played by the actor Song Kang, who again, his folks have died, his sisters died. But on top of this, he's very, very close to attempting to kill himself. Like he's really on the edge. We've got the actress Park Yu Young's character. Um, and she has, you know, in her past, again, experienced death. Um, so many people like the loss of a child or the loss of their parents or the loss of a fiance um, or, you know, attempts at self-harm. And I just was interested by this idea, the idea that so many of them had this sort of thing going on. And I, I guess I'm, I'm wondering, like, I do feel like obviously death and life and humanity being a human is a huge theme of this show and I found that really really interesting but at the same time I'm not really I wonder what it's you know I wonder what that means I wonder what it means that all the characters have these kind of these stories this darkness in their lives this pain even before the monsters come and I wonder if that's maybe the idea of it, like the idea that, you know, in their ordinary day to day boring lives, they're all grappling with death 
already. You know, they're trying to survive it and get through it. And then, you know, when the drama starts proper and there's monsters literally everywhere, they're grappling with it in a very, you know, come to life physical kind of way, but it's still death and mortality. So I don't know. I was really, really interested in that kind of concept or theme around it, but I'm not sure that I fully, you know, understand like exactly what the meaning is. Um, so, you know, if you have watched it and you know more than I do, um, or perhaps you've read the webtoon and you have a deeper insight into those kind of themes and ideas and maybe what the drama is trying to say around those ideas, like I'm, I'm well up for you telling me, <laughs> please tell me, I'm really interested. Um, but in saying that, like, I really liked it. I really liked that that does feel like what the drama is circling around but I have to say that makes it sound so depressing and morbid and it is a horror there's a lot of death in it but it isn't like an overly morbid depressing kind of show if anything it's a fun show because I mean fun if you enjoy seeing monsters crashing around and stuff which I do I really do enjoy it um so it's certainly not like a a downer of a story um it's just an interesting thing to note that you know this this theme of death really does connect all these characters that are in other ways not connected at all other than by the fact that they all live in the same apartment block. All right, so I'm going to kind of get into some of the characters and I think through that I'll be able to tell a little bit of the start of the story. So obviously we've got this big shitty apartment block and again, I really liked it. I feel like this drama looks beautiful. It's obviously got so much money, like we're talking about Netflix, so obviously it does like so much money and it uses it so well and it's kind of got that whole aesthetic of, you know, the idea that there's beauty in in like not good looking places if you know what I mean so like you've got this crumbling shitty old kind of crappy apartment block but it does I don't know aesthetically everything looks so good I don't know quite how to explain that I think I always find a lot of beauty in these kind of weird places that aren't really meant to be like beautiful but somehow I, I do think they are so anyway, um, so we have a main character played by the actor Song Kang so his character is Hyun Soo so Hyunsu is, I think he's, you know, he's maybe just out of school or still in his last year. I'm not really sure. And he's basically been orphaned. His entire family have died in an accident. And I really liked the way that that was revealed over multiple episodes in that at first you think he wasn't in the car and then eventually you realize he was. And at first you think that's why he's depressed. You know, he has this mad mop of hair on his head because I guess that means he's depressed in drama land. <laughs> Didn't bother to go get his hair styled. <laughs> um, and he kind of turns up to this big apartment block and moves in and locks the door and doesn't want to talk to anyone and is just so unhappy. Like he just looks like a walking dead man, except he's also very sweet and vulnerable and quiet, but he he's definitely not living well. Um, but we kind of realize through the drama and I loved this reveal it isn't only the death of his family that has turned him into this you know ghost of a person it's actually something stemming from before that and he's been severely bullied at school and we kind of see in these you know flashbacks the pinpoint moment when he began to get targeted by somebody this this new kid at school who just like fucks up his entire life like it's so intense um and I I found it all really interesting and particularly the idea behind why Hyunsu is getting bullied and he's getting bullied because this new kid turns up to school and Hyunsu is nice to him 
he just gives him this big smile and he's nice to him and he reaches out his hand and that's it. So it's, it's kind of like that idea of there isn't a reason. You know, that kid didn't have a reason. He just wanted to do it and he did it. And now Hyunsu's entire life is fucked up for no reason because there was no reason. And it's such an interesting concept, I think, particularly like in storytelling, because when you tell a story... <laughs> You're meant to give a reason, you know? If someone wants revenge, they've got a reason that they're doing it. Like, if they're a hero, there's, there's always a reason. I think particularly in storytelling, it's this idea that things need to make sense. Things need to thread through. Like, But in real life, of course, I just don't know if, if the world is kind of like that. So many things happen that are meaningless, you know, good or bad. It's just the way things are. You I don't know if there's always a real reason behind the things that we experience or come across. We just do our best and we keep going forward. And I thought it was a really interesting kind of thing to put in the drama. You know, yes, his whole life is fucked up because of this boy, but it doesn't matter why this kid started targeting Hyunsu. He did. And now this is the result. So anyway, Hyunsu moves into his shit new apartment, very high up in this absolutely mega block of like little flats. And he ends up going up to the roof and he stands on the very edge and obviously is about to jump. And then he kind of realizes that there's this young girl also on the roof. So this is um, a character played by the actress Go Min Shi and her character is Anu. Um, and she's you know, just very beautiful and she's doing ballet um, and she's got a foul mouth and swears a lot, which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> and, you know, it just, it's just enough to kind of just stop him from doing it. She's not very nice to him. She is very aware that he's about to jump and she's not particularly kind. She's a very not kind character. I have to, I'm interested in her. I don't know if I fully understand her yet, but I'm hoping there will be a season two and I can delve more into it. Um, there was a couple of moments I really liked with her character, um, but I also don't think that she's one of the characters that gets maybe as much characterization as some of the others. I feel like there's still more to peel back with her. Um, but obviously, you know, there's, there's something there between them. There's something just sort of spark, I suppose, that then extends through the drama as a very, very subtle kind of, you can see that there's something there although it's never talked about or acted upon. Um, so Hyunsu goes back down to his room and decides, you know, not to jump off the roof, but he puts in a little note in his phone that he will on Tuesday. He will kill himself on Tuesday. Um, and then a whole bunch of blood pours out of his face, like bucket loads, <laughs> like literally bucket loads. And he's like, oh shit, am I dying? And then he kind of falls down on the ground and just lies there for a while. And meanwhile, out in the apartment block, we're kind of like, meeting different people and different characters um, as they go about their daily business and just getting introduced to some of the main people. Um, but, you know, we see that on the same floor as Hyunsu, another woman has also had a bleedy face and blood buckets everywhere. And then she turns into like a fucking mad zombie beast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she eats her dog. And then she comes to Hyunsu's door and she's like, knock, knock. And he's, he's just like generally this really like... I know he's just such a vulnerable looking sweetheart of a boy. And he's like, oh my gosh, there's someone at my door. I don't even know what to do. And he's really scared straight away. And he's like looking out through like the little hole and she's just like, I need to come in. I need to come in. <laughs> and, um, you know, little by little, he realizes that she's a fucking crazy zombie <laughs> and um, that she looks insane. 
And I can't even remember. I think he like goes out and he falls over in some blood and then he kind of comes across some other zombies and he quickly runs home and like has a lie down or faints or something. <laughs> uh, it's not actually funny. It's probably pretty scary, but it does kind of make, I don't, I don't know. I felt like all the monsters in this drama are so good, but there's like this level of, I don't know, fun to it as well as horror somehow. I don't really know how to explain that, but like, you know, I thought the the special effects are amazing. Some of it's CGI, some of it looked like almost like, I'm sure it wasn't, but almost like animatronics or stop motion-y, like it looks very cool. Um, but some of it feels a little bit tongue in cheek. Like, I don't know. That's just maybe my impression of it. Um, it's still really dark and it's very exciting and they feel like they could kill you for sure. But each of them is so wildly insane looking that it's also quite fun. Um, so the basic kind of general plot is that people whose noses bleed buckets of blood soon turn into a mad fucking raving crazy monster and try and murder everybody. Um, but Hyunsu, even though he was bleeding buckets of blood, kind of doesn't. But also... He sort of does. <laughs> so he kind of has, I guess, um, higher, what, what do I want to say? Like enhanced abilities. So he becomes in the whole apartment block, the one person who is infected clearly is on the verge of turning into something else, but holds it back through like sheer will. He just pushes it back and he's like constantly wrestling with, I suppose, the monster in him. Because we kind of understand that, you know, this infection somehow has something to do with your desires. It's wrapped up in the things that you desire. And, you know, Hyunsu, who is living this half-life as a bit of a ghost, obviously has things that he desires. Um, and I really, like, it's very loose. They don't go into it a huge amount. But I really liked the idea that it's some sort of weird... Oh, I don't know, like not wish fulfillment completely because I don't think everyone particularly wants to turn into the things that they do, but it's just tied up in that need that these people have. And yet Hyunsu is strong enough to kind of push it at bay. And that leads to some like really cool, I think, amazing scenes later in the drama where, you know, when he starts, so because he has enhanced abilities, he obviously becomes the warrior of the group as, you know, all the residents kind of band together to try and survive. And he's the one who's always at the front and is definitely being used as a tool by the rest of the group um, to enable their survival, which he's very aware of as well. They're only keeping him around because they can use him and because he hasn't fully, fully turned into a monster. But the second he does, like freaking his head is going to get chopped off and he's going to get thrown out or, you know, whatever, <laughs> however they choose to do it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so there's just some really cool scenes, I think, as Hyunsu is battling with, you know, the monster in him. And we see, uh, you know, his eyes just go completely black, like, you know, no whites. And he grins like manically. And I loved it because the character is so, you know, he's so soft and vulnerable and quiet. Like people ask him a question and he will just be able to barely answer them. And suddenly when this monster sort of takes over a little bit more, he's just like looking at you with like 
black eyes completely and just grinning and it's so like oh it's really creepy and cool um so there's like a moment where so Hyunsu and the kind of gangster guy played by Izum Wook are kind of you know they're the tougher ones so they're sent on this mission up the apartment block where there's still like monsters up there in the higher floors and there's this point where Hyunsu kind of they see that there's a monster on the floor and Hyunsu like looks at Izum Wook's character with his black eyes and he just grins manically and he clearly he's almost egging it you know egging the gangster guy on to go in to fight the monster and it's like almost giving in to you know the more monster side of him I don't know it was very cool I really liked it and then oh the end I'm I'll I guess maybe I'll talk about that you know at the end of this in case there's people just want to listen to the start but um so cool I loved the transformation with Hyunsu I loved all of it I just yeah, I liked his whole journey so much and the kind of themes I think that he represents in this story, which is, you know, what, what makes you human? Like if you turn into a monster, are you still human? And then uh, can humans be monsters? Like, you know, it's this, I mean, these are all themes I think that have been talked about in so many different horror stories and you know, always like, you know, every kind of zombie show I've ever seen, you know, the question is always, are the zombies the real monsters or are the people the real monsters? And of course it's the fucking people, the people are the monsters. And of course this show is talking about those themes as well. Um, but it, it felt fresh to me. It felt unique. It felt like a different angle. I really, really liked it. Um, so I guess I just want to talk about uh, some of the other characters. I realize I'm just waffling on so much. I got so excited by this show and it's a bit hard with such a huge ensemble cast, I think, to, you know, I can't talk about everybody and their their personal journeys, but I'll just say, um, I guess the other ones that I mentioned, so Ido Hyun, um, who's an actor, gosh, I like this guy so much now. He plays a character called Eun Hyuk. Um, and Eun Hyuk is like, he's young. He's, I think he's studying like medicine or something, or he was, I don't know. Um, but he's very interesting character to me. I feel like he's another one who has so much more layers to peel back. And I really hope that he will be in season two. Um, fingers crossed. Um, cause I want to see more of where his character's going, but I found him very interesting. I think so many, survival stories like this you know like we've got a band together to survive against you know zombies or natural disaster or whatever I think so often the person who ends up being the leader of the group is you know the the hero that doesn't want the responsibility but has to take it on the good person the person who's good who sticks out their neck for other people who you know is inherently good and brave and in this drama I feel like that character of the hero is really embodied by the actress Yi Shi Yong's character and um, so she's like a firefighter uh, her name's Yi Kyung but maybe I'll just call her the firefighter so that we can start remembering who's who because there's so many people um, so Yi Shi Yong's character the firefighter I think is you know she's the natural leader she's the one that people look to she's the one that acts she's the one that does the right thing the good thing and she's also willing to put herself in danger to save everyone to keep everyone together and she's a total fucking action star but the interesting thing is that everyone in this ensemble group when they start banding together and they fall into their different roles it isn't her that kind of takes up the mantle of leadership it's this other dude played by Ido Hyun who his character Eun and Onyok is very different to, I think, that 
kind of more normal hero leader character. I'm very much thinking of like Rick Grimes at the start of Walking Dead and all those kind of characters. But Unyok is cold and calm and calculating. And he is the kind of guy that rather than throw himself in front of a monster to save everybody, he would have the very true thought that <laughs> that isn't actually going to accomplish anything. And also he's in, you know, his position is to be a leader and to think of ways to save everyone. Like he, he kind of evaluates everyone's strengths and then he fucking uses them, but he uses them for the greater good of the group. It's not like he's like just throwing people away and, and not caring about everyone. He is, but he's so calculating in the way that he uses people that there's this very interesting kind of balance between, I don't know, like being good and not like, I mean, every, everything he's doing is good for the greater good. Like he's definitely doesn't let people die. But then he's very calculating about like being like Hyunsu and the gangster, um, the gangster is Lee Jin Wook and the firefighter Lee Chiyong are the strong people. So the strong people get sent into danger. They get sent on the dangerous missions. Like, so they have to take on a lot of pressure, which the other people in the group don't. And he's just like, there's just something interesting and cold and calculating about him. And I really, really liked it. But then at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of humanity there too, which was really interesting. And I think that comes out later in particularly towards the end of the drama, the last decision he makes isn't like he, he does it because someone asks him to in, rather than because it's, you know, the smart thing. And it's just very interesting. I thought he was a really interesting character. Um, again, I just want to know more. Um, Ejin Walk's character, the gangster, is so good as well. Really interesting. Um, his whole, like, storyline in this is, like, when the drama opens before the monsters turn up, you know, he's got a dude trussed up with masking tape who has had he's just been bashed up like all hell like it's really intense and Ijin Wook the gangster has this dude just like lying on his floor and he's clearly gonna kill this guy and at first you're like fuck Ijin Wook is a total scary scary man he's a bad guy he's such a bad guy and then as the episodes progress you begin to realize that the guy who was trussed up with masking tape who everyone has saved is perhaps more villainous <laughs> than you initially expected. And I really liked it. I liked that whole like kind of slow reveal of, you know, what's good and what's bad. I guess maybe that's, you know, the theme of the show um, that just because someone is, you know, a monster on the outside, like Hyunsu, you know, he's infected, doesn't necessarily mean he's a monster on the inside. And then you have someone like this creepy, you know, dude who was trussed up in the apartment, um, who looks like a normal dude. You know, he's not a fighter. He's pretty vulnerable. Like you could just punch him in the face, but inside he's like super, super scary, <laughs> super bad dude. So yeah, really, really interesting. Um, I really just want to keep talking about everyone, but I, it's probably, you know, extending a little bit too long. Um, but I really, really liked um, Park Yu Yong's character. So Jisoo, who's this kind of indie rock girl, she's kind of has this, this tragedy in her past that you just know she had this friend or this guy that I think she liked might've even been her boyfriend and he has died and she's in a pretty bad way about it, but um, she sort of has this very slow 
kind of um, blooming relationship with this other dude um, played by an actor called Kim Nam-hee, who I've seen before. He was in Mr. Sunshine as a major bad dude, actually, which was really interesting. And he's very sweet and nice in this. And I just I loved that, you know, it's a tentative romance to the point where it's so subtle and tentative that nothing really happens. But I felt like it did. I felt like it was really big and I felt a lot of emotions around those two. It was really, really good. Um, so of course there's some little kids in there. There's a couple of, um, you know, older grandpa kind of dudes and really likable characters. Um, I really, really liked it. So that's the general setup, you know, the drama really just starts with let's, how do we band together and how do we survive this? And meanwhile, this, you know, fucking zombies crashing in through the windows, coming in through everywhere and trying to murder everybody. And it's very, very action heavy and exciting. Okay, so now it's time for my stuff that I loved. Um, I'm going to get super spoily. I don't even know why I'm warning you guys. <laughs> Of course I am. I always do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So I'll just see how much of this list I get through. But um, so first on my list is aesthetically. Like the aesthetic is so good in this drama. It's It just looks incredible. I think there's so much money in it. So the action looks great. The monsters look great. The setting looks great. It, the way it's shot is so crisp and clean, even though everything's, you know, very dark and murky and atmospheric in that kind of creepy horror way. Um... But really, yeah, just so crisp and nice looking. I really liked it. Um, I also really liked the special effects. Um, I really dug them, actually. And I think one of the problems with, you know, having monsters in your drama that are as big as a house is clearly you're going to have to use CGI. And sometimes that just looks fucking shit, I guess. <laughs> but they did have a lot of money and I think they did a really good job. And I think they also did a great job of mixing the way the monsters looked and the special effects. So sometimes, yeah, you've got like a fully kind of CGI monster guy, but other times it really felt like much more practical effects or, you know, a dude in a suit. And I really liked that mix between the way that they portrayed the monsters differently. Um, I felt really worked. Like I think if every single one of the monsters had only been just like a CGI monster that you knew wasn't really there, I feel like that could have got old a little bit fast, but because they really mixed it up, I thought, I really liked it. And I, I loved the, the fact that all the zombies was, I'm sorry, the monsters were so different from each other. Um, and the reason I accidentally just brought up zombies there is um, I thought a lot while I was watching the show, I was like, this really feels like a zombie show, except, you know, just different because it's monsters instead of zombies. And I guess the advantage of monsters instead of zombies is that every single zombie can only be a zombie, you know, like they're not going to be that different or that unique. But when you've got like the idea of monsters that have, you know, been born out of infections, but also your desires, these monsters could be fucking anything. And that is so cool. Like every single time one came on screen, it was so unique from the other ones I'd already seen. And I just enjoyed it so much and they were so like creepy or scary in such different ways and I just thought that was super super fun I liked it so much um so oh the next thing on my list was the surprise of the monsters so as in it's so cool that they're all so different um 
But yeah, really, um, obviously I've already talked about it, but I just mentioned maybe one or two of the monsters that I particularly liked. You know, there's so there's this woman who lives in the apartment block and, you know, when Jisoo, um, the kind of indie rocker girl, first meets this, this woman, this woman's like got a pram and she's talking about a gorgeous pretty baby. And when Jisoo looks in there, there's nothing in there. And she's like, oh my God, this woman's crazy. And she kind of gets a bit freaked out and runs off. And then, um, you know, this other dude who's kind of sort of her love interest turns up and I really like this moment because you're like whoa like don't get in the lift with that crazy woman she might kill you like she thinks there's a baby in there and he just kind of straight up says like that woman's really nice like she's actually lost her baby really recently and she's grieving and she's not doing well and it just like oh it's such a like kind of you know hits you and you're like wow I just really judged that character I thought she was going to kill somebody and it turns out she's just this really sad grieving woman who's just you know, been through something awful. And so she gets infected and she holds it off long enough to save some kids. And it's so interesting because when she turns into a monster, she she doesn't turn into an aggressive thing like a lot of the others. She doesn't go around killing anybody. She just like turns into, it's so insane. Like she goes into this bathroom in this apartment and then she's in there for too long. One of the little kids is like to the grandpa, like, you know, she's been in there for fucking forever. He doesn't say that because he's a small kid. <laughs> anyway, so the characters go and open the door and there's just, it's like looking at the inside. I mean, I don't even know what it is, but it's basically this big womb and the whole room has this like, big like this child in in an embryo like just beating and then that's it that's what she has morphed into and it's like it was so moving because you know you know she's held this back as long as she could but now she can't and this is her desire this is just all tied up in her grief it was so interesting and then there was someone else I can't even remember who it was like was it I feel like maybe it was the Maybe it was some apartment security guard dude. I don't even know anyway. But he turns into this kind of like bloody goblin looking thing. And then they slice off half his head. And then he's just walking around. And he's only got one ear, his mouth. And the rest of his head's just been sliced off. And he's like, his ears like all long and pointy like a green goblin. And he's walking around and he's just like, I can't see. And everyone has to be real quiet and still as it like walks by. And it's so creepy, but so fucking cool. Um, I really really liked it and then you know you have this mega monster outside who's like back in five stories tall or some shit it's very very good so I just you know you can't get bored when at any point a mad monster could just walk onto the screen and be insane it's very cool uh, so the next thing on my list was the emotion and yeah I mean I've talked about it I didn't expect it and I think because there's such a huge ensemble cast it really does take a few episodes I think for me anyway before that emotion really sinks in because at the start you're like whoa action so like monsters oh five twenty twenty five people I'm trying to figure out who's who and what's going on so you don't really delve down deep into who these people are for a few episodes and at first I was watching it and I'm like oh I don't think this is going to be an emotional show like this is going to be a fun action horror but I don't think I'm going to feel anything and then within I think it was maybe two or maybe even three episodes after that you know the show started peeling back some of the layers and showing you who these people are and I'm starting to get invested and really 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 invested in these people in a way that really shocked me because I didn't think that I would and that was the point when I realized oh this show is you know, it's not just a dumb action show. Like there's more going on in this story and it's very moving. 
so I really liked that. Um, so I've said another thing that I really, really liked, and presumably this would be the same with the webtoon. Um, something I really loved is the unexpected beats in the plot. So what I mean by that is I feel like, you know, if you, if you read enough books and you watch enough TV and movies, you get so familiar with the beats in stories, you know, the story structures and you have expectations. So for instance, um, if you have a group of survivors all trying to survive in an apartment building against the odds and there's monsters outside, what you're going to get in every single story that is like this is one shit character who's a human, who's just a fucking shithead, who's constantly like stirring the pot and kind of like riling everyone up and doesn't want to share their stuff and is really mean and when the leader comes out and is like we've got to do the right thing they're always like who made you the leader fuck you like there is always that character right um and so in this in this drama there's that character he's this like old dude who runs like a little convenience store in the actual apartment block which was quite interesting i didn't know they had convenience stores in apartment blocks but i guess it's a very big apartment block um so anyway He's a total shithead. I really didn't like him. So every time someone's trying to do something good or save someone or be remotely useful, he's like, no, <laughs> me, I'm the best. You guys all suck. So he just like, you know, he just causes problems for everybody. He doesn't want to share his food. He doesn't want to do anything. And that is so normal. So I'm like, all right. So this guy is the antagonist. This guy is going to be the big problem in their group. And this guy is probably going to, you know, rally everyone to usurp the guy, Eunhyuk, played by the actor Lee Do Hyun, who is their leader, who, though he's a cold, scary guy, is doing a fucking good job at it. So I really thought that was what was going to happen because that's what I've seen a million times before. And yet this story fucking killed that guy, killed the antagonist really early in the drama. And I was like, what? Whoa, like that was unexpected. I didn't think that that guy would go out so easily and I liked it so much. It was, you know, they gave him a really good, interesting kind of death story and like everything around that plot beat was interesting and it worked, but it was also so much sooner in the drama that it felt really unexpected and I really, really liked it. Um, and there was a lot of other things as well that I felt were really quite unexpected. Um, so full spoilers. So there's a scene where the gangster guy is in walk, like he sort of has this tentative thing going with one of the other women in the apartment where they, you know, she can just see that he's not just a scary dude. There's more to him going on. And she has asthma and she's having some big problems. And, you know, he's, he realizes that she's having an attack, that she's, you know, really, really struggling. And he grabs her and runs out of the building. And then, they both just get shot up by some dudes with machine guns, like within two seconds. And it's just like, it's so unexpected. It's not where you think that storyline is going to go. Um, there's also another scene where like, you know, they all like suit up and they get this like kid out this Mad Max style car. Like, you know, like let's have some fucking spears on our car or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, all the cool, tough people get in this cool, tough car and they're like, right, we're going to go out and we're going to get supplies and we're going to save everyone. And you're like, cool. Okay. Like, let's, let's go do this. This is what's going to happen. And the second they drive out of like the driveway of the apartment block a huge monster just like stomps on the car and then you know Ishiong turns up and the car falls over a cliff and then that's the end of the Mad Max car and you know it's just like it's so unexpected and I thought that was really really clever um I just think it's such an interesting idea when writers play with your expectations because they know you've seen 
survival movies before, you know? So I feel like it's so, I don't know, pointed. Like, I guess it's, it's, it's manipulating your expectations. Um, understanding that, you know, how these stories generally go. And so they're going to shake things up and make it different. Um, I just think that's really, really interesting. I think as a writer, I think that's very clever. Um, I wish I would do that more. Um, I've got here that I really like the bullying backstory. So I've talked about that a lot with the main character, Hyunsu, and, you know, the dude who kind of was fucking him over at high school. I really liked all that. I've also written here that I, I really love the push and pull in Hyunsu. So like the different versions of himself. So like this kind of grin, grinning monster version and these kind of like conversations he has with himself almost or the monster version of himself in his head, like visually it all looks amazing. Um, and then of course, you know, towards the end, there's this really, really cool, interesting idea that, you know, a bunch of bad dudes with guns turn up and they're all criminals and it's really fucked up and really bad. But then last minute, one of those gang, you know, these bad dudes who's turned up turns around and kills all the rest of them. And it turns out that he is like Hyunsu. So he's been infected. He's like, you know, enhanced abilities, almost a superhuman at this point, but he is not I don't want to say he's not a good dude. It's not, you know, he like, for instance, one of the bad criminal guys is about to rape a woman and this guy stops him. So he's, he's got a line, you know, he's not just a completely bad guy, but at the same time, he's a man that understands that he's no longer human. And therefore, when he looks at humans, he doesn't necessarily regard them as, I suppose, his people or his species anymore. He thinks he's evolutionarily, like, above that level. So I guess I want to say it's like, you know, us looking at ants. You know, you accidentally stand on an ant. That sucks, whatever. But, you know, you're not going to go out of your way. Well, hopefully you're not to, like, do something really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah if, if that analogy makes sense. <laughs> Um, so I thought that whole storyline was really super interesting with this kind of like bad guy. He's not really a bad guy, but this superhuman guy turns up and is like to Hyunsu, like you're protecting all these people. You're doing the dirty work. They're sending you out to die every day. But if you turn into a monster, they'll kill you. And it's kind of that idea of he's not wrong, but also he's bad. So I don't know. I really like that push and pull and just that same thing reflected in Hyunsu himself. It's really cool and interesting. Um, so I've got on my list Jisoo. So that's um, the character, the kind of rock girl, indie girl, um, indie rock girl, I should say, played by Park Kyung. Um, I really, really liked her whole character. I really liked this kind of beginning of this relationship with this other dude in the apartment block. And it just, that whole storyline killed my heart. It was so good, but so sad, but so good. I loved it. Um, so much of this show is really, it's really sad. It's so funny to say that because it is so mad and there's so much action, but like I was moved to tears multiple times as well. I think it's just such a good reflection of people and grief and loss mixed up with just bombastic insaneness. It's very, very cool. And last on my uh, list of stuff that I loved, other than, you know, the entire drama, which I loved, <laughs> is the actor Ido Hyun. I feel like, I feel like I've been missing out. Like, <laughs> he, I feel like he's been quite like a bit of a star for a little while. And I'm just boarding this train very, very late. And suddenly I'm like, ah, I get it now. Like this dude. Yeah, this dude. So I like him. I like him a lot. Um, 
<clears throat> that's it. <laughs> so next up is uh, stuff I didn't love. But there's nothing. There's nothing that I didn't love. So I won't talk about that. So I might just talk for like two seconds about the ending. All right. So that kind of brings me to the end of uh, like the show. I mean, the show's ending, not the end of me talking about the show. <laughs> I think I'll talk about the show forever. So weird that I enjoyed it so much. Um, I really didn't expect to. Um, I really, there wasn't really anything about it that I didn't like or, I, you know, nothing particular. Like, I guess I'm less interested in the whole government's involvement in it. Like, I, I don't really care. But at the same time, I don't mind it being there as a storyline, you know, that there's experiments and whatever. Um, I don't really mind. I'm, I, the only thing that I wouldn't love is if there is no season two, um, because obviously I really want to follow all this through and find out what happens next. But in terms of the ending of the show, I just wanted to talk about one scene at the end, you know, and I guess it's the culmination, you know, it's the what do you call that? The climax. Yeah. The climax of the whole show um, is when, you know, the character of Hyunsu changes. He lets a little bit more of the monster take him over and he, his body changes. And because the rest of the time, you know, he might have enhanced abilities and crazy black eyes, but other than that, he just looks like good old Hyunsu. Bit dirty, bit of blood on his face, but other than that, he's all good. Um, but then he kind of lets it get too far and it, I loved it as an action kind of scene. It looked so cool. It really, like the way it's shot and everything, it really reminded me of like, you know, it looked very anime, kind of the shot of your, the camera's overhead, like from you're looking down on him and he's looking up and he's, he's screaming and his whole arm explodes like straight up towards the camera. And it's just like, it's epic. It looks so cool. I really, really liked it. Um, and I also liked, I don't know, like it's almost like spines, like skin, like spines, but then they kind of look like feathers, like almost like a wing, um, which I just thought was really, really interesting. And I don't know, like, you know, the monster stuff is supposed to be built around desire, but the show is really loose. I feel like it really lets you kind of imagine it. So, you know, the woman who's lost her baby turns into like a fucking giant fetus. <laughs> um, you know, there's monsters that maybe have in strength or um you know different things like I'm not really sure how it works exactly because some of them just turn into like weird snivelly things but there's one dude who you know is clearly really self-conscious about not having a lot of hair on his head and he turns into basically a giant hair <laughs> which he didn't really want to you know like I feel like that wasn't great but I've got to wonder like I don't know people who've read the webtoon will will know this for sure I'm sure but um I don't um but I felt like Hyunsu's sort of transformation at the end, I thought it almost looked like a wing, like feathers. And I wondered if that had something to do with him, you know, almost jumping off the roof and maybe an idea of like flying away or freedom, you know, like getting away from the things that have tied him to become this, you know, who he is and, you know, the bullying in the past and everything that's happened. So, I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was, it looks really, really epic. And it's such a, you know, I think in a show, that is so bombastic with its 
action and monsters and special effects and the fact that we don't see Hyunsu transform for the whole show you know I guess in a way it does put a lot of weight on that transformation like it, it has to be a good ending it has to be feel like something big enough to end the show with and I mean I don't know maybe other people have completely different reactions but for me I was like whoa that's so fucking cool and it felt very very satisfactory to me um even though like I you know it's something that's been built up so much by watching the whole thing so yeah I found that just the action of that end scene and his transformation super super exciting but then super moving when like the old grandpa goes and like hugs him and is obviously getting like fucking mad feather spine skin things like stabbed through him and he just holds on to Hyunsu until Hyunsu comes back to himself so I mean he saves him from losing his mind to the monster and again you know cool action and then fucking so much emotion like made me tear up a little bit I'm not gonna lie <laughs> really really cool um that's enough I think otherwise I'll just go on forever I feel like I don't know I feel like so much more I could say but I won't because this is insanely long already um but that is my reaction and experiences around Sweet Home. I really, really loved it. Um, please let there be a season two. So that's the 2020 drama to Sweet Home, 10 episodes long. Um, should you watch it? I think uh, depends on your horror threshold and what you can handle. Um, it's a great drama. Like it's a really good drama. And I think if you could handle... Um, kingdom you know the zombies and the horror elements in kingdom i almost feel like in some ways kingdom with the horror aspect feels a little bit more serious like almost a little bit more creepy and serious than sweet home does sweet home is still horror but sometimes there's something a little bit tongue-in-cheek about some of those monsters sometimes there isn't but sometimes there is that i think just kind of takes the edge off so it doesn't feel for me maybe quite as dark horror as something like Kingdom, which is a very like, I feel like serious, realistic look of what a real creepy zombie thing would be like, whilst I feel like this show does have that slight um, like heightened reality feel of like an anime or a manga or whatever. Like there's just that slight fantasy to it, I guess, maybe is what is what I'm trying to say. So it doesn't have quite the grit and terror of something like Kingdom. But I mean, that again, that's just my personal experience um, or opinion. And I know I do have kind of a high threshold for, for this kind of horror. So other people might feel very differently. So I guess proceed with caution if you're one of those people. Um, but anyway, I highly recommend it. Um, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but that's all I'm going to say on Sweet Home. Thanks for listening to me waffle on for a very, 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 very long time. So now it's time for my something I'm loving section this week. And it's super short. <laughs> it is the actor Ido Yon. <laughs> Sorry, the actor who I've just been talking about, um, who is in Sweet Home, Ido Hyun. Um, he's great. I really like him. I don't know if I'm allowed to put an actor for my something I'm loving this week section, but I did. <laughs> um, and it's obviously because I enjoyed Sweet Home and I like him in Sweet Home so much, but it's also because obviously I recently watched Hotel de Luna and he's just fucking gold in that. And potentially I'm now going to rush out and watch him in something else. Uh, yes, I am. All right. That's it. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, 
Right. So I just want to say a huge thank you to all of my very, very lovely Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much. Um, your support really is so encouraging and it really helps me keep going to keep creating all of this content. Uh, so thank you guys very, very much. Um, and if there is any other listeners out there who want to check out my Patreon for extra exclusive podcast episodes uh, where I talk about different dramas, there's a few guest gaps up there and also of other stuff can check out my patreon if you want to at p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash lee evie <music>